0: Wednesday Night Wallop presents...
1: Hello, this is Rylan the Computer Boy. Thank, Thank you for joining me.
0: Rylan Turner's Morning Sports Report. So, the computer is
1: crazy! Crazy, I say, Crazy, sports fans rylan turner here for the conclusion episode of our fifa world cup coverage i am joined by kyle joseph kyle the tournament has come and gone it has It is now over and we
0: have a world cup champion but i think we've got a lot to discuss before we get there so That's it'll be really fun, fun. To, to get into all of this
1: so where we left uh you find folks before was the beginnings of the 16 that was it, the t- the final 16 yeah the knockout round the knockout round. So Kyle, let's go through it. I believe we did talk about it uh two matchups uh on the last episode, but we'll we'll go over it completely. Run me through what happened with this uh, with this uh knockout round because this this was uh interesting. I think it started off pretty status quo, pretty how we expected it, but the finishing games uh, not how we expected this to go at all.
0: So, we'll start with the first matchups. Uh, the day one of the knockout round, which was all the way back on December 3rd. The Netherlands defeated the United States. The United States played, uh, a good game in that one, but just, it just wasn't enough. Uh, the Netherlands had some dominant moments and, they really showed up in a big way and they took down the US in what was a, a fun a fun exciting uh game 3-1 Argentina managed to get past Australia I don't the match never felt like it was in doubt despite Australia getting a goal an own goal or rather Argentina getting an own goal giving Australia a goal and making it 2-1, but it did feel like Argentina was the stronger team the whole way through. Those are the two that we had talked about very briefly before. Mm-hmm. Then we move on. France, well-oiled machine that they were, took care of business against, against Poland. I will say this, there was a goal in the Ninth penalty minute of the 90th minute by Polish star Robert Lewandowski. And he's 34. We're not sure, or like it's hard to say, if he's going to play in another World Cup. I cannot imagine he wouldn't be one of the best 11 players even in four years for Poland. But if this was his last World Cup goal, uh, he led an impressive legacy and maybe, you know, one of, if not the greatest Polish player to ever lace up the boots. Uh, France won that one 3-1. One. England, which was the pick that I had made, um, cruised through Senegal. They looked so strong in that match. Uh, although, I'll say this. Senegal had their opportunities in that match. There were definitely chinks in the armor. Uh, there was some defensive concerns for England, but they managed to, um, they managed to hold on. A 3-0 win is always going to be very impressive. Croatia was all about that survive and advance. Uh, Japan, I will give that team full credit. They went mm-hmm. out to a lead against Croatia. Uh, they weren't able to hold on in the end, but they drag a very strong Croatian team to penalties. Wins over Spain and Germany in this tournament. I don't know that another team had a bigger come-up in this tournament than Japan. Uh, I can think of maybe one other, and we'll get to them in a little bit. Brazil scored four goals in the first half against South Korea. <laughs>
1: I you know what again, all all credit for South Korea for getting to the knockout round, but whew, I'll, I'll forget that game. They they took a
0: just a, a vicious beating, and uh, Brazil looked so strong in that particular match, which well, we got to a stark contrast later. And the biggest surprise of the round, Morocco. Spain penalties and beat them. Morocco in this tournament was maybe the strongest defensive side in the entire tournament. Spain had some opportunities in this match, and they took some, some good chances, but they weren't able to pull it off. And, oh, we have to talk about this one. The last of the round of 16, Portugal um, uh, With the winding down of Cristiano Ronaldo's career, let me tell you, Gonzalo Ramos looks like a star. Yes. 21 years old, scored a hat trick in that match against Switzerland. They have something on their hands, and he, I will say this, he's currently playing for Benfica in Portugal. It would not surprise me if we hear about a nine-figure transfer Uh, fee for him to go to a major European uh, football club
1: agreed I wanted to just point out before you get into any more how little we heard about Cristiano Ronaldo in this tournament this was very very evident to me that this guy was not somebody that people were talking about Portugal was not a team that people thought much of Uh, certainly like you said Ramos made his I think he made a name for himself in this in this tournament and looks like he could be the future star of this country's uh, international team. And I think that that that's fantastic because it's nice to see, like, unlike we got with Argentina, where where Messi played phen- phenomenally. And don't get me wrong, uh was the talk of this tournament. Um, uh, But who else on that team are we talking about coming out of it that we think is at the same level, if not, you know, just yeah at the same level of them
0: 100% um i will say portugal made it to the final eight that is a very impressive thing and the big thing is that after uh he started some matches early on they were taking were bringing ronaldo in off the bench and i can't imagine how ronaldo felt about being a substitute i can't imagine the last time ronaldo Um, in his career, I guess, aside from some time in Manchester United. But even (laughs) that, I can't remember the last time he would have been used as a substitute. And I don't think he's at the stage in his career. It's difficult when you're so good when it starts to go away. Right. And not that he isn't a good player still, but it is difficult when you're not that uh, peak level of good anymore. And then you got to start to wonder... Uh, well, what's going to happen going forward, when is the end coming, and how hard it's going to be, but definitely an interesting one, um, for at least the, the round of 16, Portugal has an answer for the future, they've got a few very good players, and Gonzalo uh, Ramos is only the latest in, in that group, but Would it surprise me to find out that he was moved to Bayern or Real or Barcelona or PSG in a year for an 100 million euro transfer fee? No, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, or Man City, I suppose, too. Any of the, any of the big clubs with way too much money. Um, (laughs) it's time to talk about the quarterfinals and these quarterfinals to a match were
1: fascinating. Yeah. Croatia defeated Brazil. So, this one was interesting
0: because Neymar scores in extra time. This match went 0-0 through 90. Neymar tallies in the 105th minute. And then Croatia manages to come back and get a goal with extra time expiring to drag this one to penalties. And in penalties Croatia converted all 4 of their shots and Neymar never got the chance to shoot um with uh, Rodrigo and Marquinhos being the two who who ended up missing their penalties and yeah this was I say missing uh, I believe they were saves this was a shocker and I will say this, we're going to talk about Croatia a little bit more in in a little bit, but bronze in 98, silver in 2018, gold, or bronze again in 2022. For a nation that in the 94 World Cup I don't believe existed yet, because they still would have they likely would have been pro I'll, I'll I should double check that to make sure I'm I'm right about that because it would have been right around the time of the split and I know Yugoslavia was playing matches sort of right up to uh, or was playing um, beyond their uh, existence but yeah, suffice to say it's a very impressive. Team. This Croatian team. A lot of uh yeah. So they became a FIFA member in advance of the ninety eight World Cup. They have qualified for six World Cups and podiumed three of them in their seven World since and they've been in existence for seven World Cups. That's darn impressive. For a nation yeah. for a nation that small um to be, you know, part of Yugoslavia and then to break off from that and have as much success as they have in so little time like Croatia just to just to be clear is a nation of under 4 million people and they have three world cup podiums in in their first seven world cups
1: That's insane. And you know what? The team is only going to get better as time goes on, too. So they're going to be an interesting team to watch come, uh, what is it, 2026?
0: Yes. So the big question for Croatia is going to be this was uh, the last of a golden age. Luka Modric, their captain, is not going to play in another World Cup. He is 37. Interestingly, he was actually born in – what was then Yugoslavia, if you want a, a sense of, of time for for some of the, the players that were there on this team. But, like, a lot of their players are older. It's going to be a transitionary period for them, but they've managed to come through and put together very strong squads for, uh, for quite a while. I'm interested to see what the future holds for Croatia. I hope that they're able to maintain this high level and... I mean, they did drub Canada, so that I do have a little bit of feelings for that. But yeah, they they fully deserved everything they got in this tournament, and they played very very
1: well. If, if we're gonna get if we're gonna get pounded like that, I'd like to see the team be successful at least. Yes, I don't want to see Brazil come in and just wipe
0: them. Oh, I gotta talk about this. The Dutch, oh, down two nil. Workhorst scores in the 83rd minute, and then, with time expiring, manages to tally a second goal. To drag us to, to overtime, or extra time, and then to penalties. And the Dutch fell in, in a heartbreaking penalty uh, shootout. I will give all the credit in the world, and we're going to get to later, because he was the golden glove. Um, there's a couple people we're going to talk about before him, but I don't know if a player had uh, a bigger breakout in this World Cup than Emiliano Martinez, the goalkeeper for Argentina. Oh, my goodness. Yes. This guy had nerves of steel in some of those big moments and, yeah, made some very impressive saves. We had one shocker. Portugal scored six goals against Switzerland, and Morocco shut them out. An impressive tournament for Morocco. Uh, No medal, but, you know, to make it to the semifinals and to be that first African nation to ever do it, um, there's a lot of talent on on this Moroccan team. Um, again, there's a few people on this team who uh, could well find themselves uh, their uh, careers being treated very differently. Um, the goal scorer in the Portugal game, Youssef uh, uh certainly among them. He plays for uh, Sevilla in Spain. It would not surprise me if uh, some other clubs started having a look at him. As a potential uh, scorer, but a great tournament for Morocco. They ended up beating Portugal in this and cutting to uh, getting to um, the final. The final four, very very impressive. And then France and England, the yeah, like classic rivalry. Two teams that apparently had never met in the World Cup before which surprised me, but the thing everyone's going to remember, Harry Kane scores the first penalty, and then he kicked the next one over the bar. I'll say this for England. They have a very, very strong feature, but despite that penalty kick miss, the thing that is going to be the question for England as we move forward, is is somebody going to be able to take Harry Kane's mantle to be that star scorer? They have youth and speed and talent all over the field, but they really need that guy who can finish in a big way and despite having a lot of people who can score from the wings or who are good uh, players who can put the ball in the net from, from the midfield positions, um, Raheem Sterling, Marcus Rashford, uh, Saka had an incredible tournament. Um, You need need that guy. Harry Kane has 53 goals in his 80 matches for England. Nobody else on that team has more than 20 in their careers. He'll be 33 at the next tournament, or he'll be turning 33 at the next tournament, assuming it happens in the summer. Um still able still an age where you can see guys having success especially at the striker spot but it, there's a question mark for sure. Right. So we moved to the semis. Uh, I think you want to sort of go over before we get there.
1: I just uh I'm trying to think of the matchups that I, I was able to watch. I I will say uh before we even get into anything. I, I this whole tournament for me was Every matchup, no matter wh- what teams we were looking at, uh, uh, one thing I will I did appreciate about this tournament was that, like we talked about Morocco, we talked about Croatia, and Croatia has been successful, but like these teams getting as far as they are, um, it makes it more exciting to watch. Seeing teams like Brazil uh, and England get get knocked out, uh, Germany, uh, all these teams get bumped out early. It really makes the tournament, I think, for me, more exciting to watch because it's a toss-up at that point. You you don't know where this is going, and certainly, like I knew who I was cheering for in the World Cup final, but I I couldn't take away anything from their opponent uh, because I watched them play a ton and and it it was fantastic. But that's really the only thing I wanted to say going into the the, the semis, I guess, is that. Um, I, so cool to see new nations in this tournament as far as they are.
0: It reminds me very much of the uh, a World Cup that I remember very fondly is the 2002 World Cup.
1: I remember uh, that one distinctly. Was that not Germany and Brazil in the final? Yes, it was. But here's the
0: thing about it, and it reminds me of that for that same reason. Germany and Brazil in the final, those were two very, very strong teams in interesting situations, both of them at the time, but perennial powerhouses in, mm-hmm. in football. Do you remember
1: who they beat in semis? I don't. Turkey and South Korea. South. I was going to say South Korea because I remember South Korea having quite the tournament.
0: Um, actually, it's uh, funny. Louis van Hall, who was the manager of Netherlands uh, at this World Cup, was the manager of South Korea at that World Cup 20 years ago. Okay. Um, but, yes... That's what it reminded me of is you have these powerhouses who managed to make it to the final and these two surprise runs that dra- that carried all the way on. But uh, ultimately, I feel like this is what happened in the semifinal again this year, is you had two well-oiled machines that took the two surprise teams and showed them what it was going to take to get to that next level. And... Brother, it ain't easy. Um, Argentina really looked strong. Croatia had some good chances, and I give them full credit for everything they were able to do. But oh. who, M- Messi was not going to be denied uh, in that match. And from the from Jump Street, Morocco had been one of the best defensive clubs in this entire or defensive sides in this entire World Cup. And it took five minutes for France to put put up their first goal on them. And then it was off to the races. I mean, they only got another goal, but France had a bunch of chances. Morocco had – um they were playing on the back foot for a lot of the match. They had some chances of their own, but it was – we got the best two sides in the final at this tournament. The teams that play that, especially during the knockout phase, were the ones that were going – um I can talk briefly about the third place match. Just to say that Croatia did manage to get uh the bronze medal. It's very impressive showing for them in the tournament. And yeah, I hope I hope we get to see the next generation of Croatia sort of make that, that jump. And we'll see who is going to be able to, to do that. I will say this. He is a, a defender, but the opening goal scorer for Croatia was, I'm going to get this wrong for sure, uh, Jasko Gvardial, um, who he plays uh, for Leipzig, I believe, in Austria and he's 20 years old got the got a goal in the world cup uh which is impressive to do as a defender um usually you get the those goals off of off of corners um but yeah great to see him getting that goal and yeah maybe he'll be one of the future stars we get to see for the Croatian national team going forward but we got to talk we got to talk about this final
1: yes so i will say uh the final I have never been more ready for a soccer game. I went to bed early. I got up early. I got was I was up at like six a.m. I ate a giant breakfast, uh, a couple cups of coffee in me. I was ready to watch soccer at ten a.m. and wow, Kyle, this match. I, I the word thriller was thrown around all over the world to describe this this uh, matchup. I, th- wow, Argentina goes up. There, you know what? I'll let you get into it. You you go go right ahead.
0: As you as you alluded to, Argentina um, got ahead early. Messi got a, a penalty, which uh he um, it was it was Di Maria who drew it, was it not? I believe so. Yeah, Di Maria in the box drew a penalty, and Messi stepped up. and Oh, he is so t- he is ice cold when it comes to penalties. Gets that little stutter step, and I mean it's tough because. Hugo Loris is one of the best goalies in the world, still to this day. He's been, uh, Francis' starting goalkeeper for years and years. Boy, Messi, Messi, uh, turned him around something horrible in that match. And, yeah, give him, I give him credit, uh, but, yeah, Hugo Lloris has, oh, I can't, I can't even remember when he started. I don't remember a time when he wasn't Francis' goalie. Uh, at least I can't remember the one who was there before him. He just sort of always seemed to be there. Um, then Di Maria scores, and at the half it goes 2-0. Argentina look like they're going to win the World Cup. And Go then ahead.
1: but Mbappé, why forever?
0: Kylian Mbappé um tallies on a penalty and then immediately gets another opportunity and scores again off a beautiful strike. His uh yeah, the way he hit that ball, it was a thing to behold. Then we got into the into extra time. Oh, uh yeah. Then we get into extra time because somehow Mbappe has made this into a match and France just did not want to go away. And Lionel Messi scores. And Argentina is ready to explode in celebration. And then we get another foul in the box. Uh, this one coming off of a handball. Um, shot comes in, goes off the hand of an Argentine defender. Mbappe steps up to the spot. No mistake. Mbappe has a hat trick. Messi has two goals. These two have combined for 15 goals in this tournament. Insanity. And we go to penalties. And, of course, those two are the first two to go, and they both tally. Messi stutter steps again. Uh, Embarrasses Lloris again. And Mbappe... Uh, chose violence and goalie guessed right did not matter. <laughs> when you hit it that hard into the corner, it doesn't matter if you guess. You ain't getting to it. And then, once again, similar to the Netherlands, the some heroic, a heroic effort by. Emiliano Emiliano Martinez, Um, the goalkeeper for Argentina, steps up, makes some saves. Argentina gets four guys who all drill it. And um, Montiel, who was – Gonzalo Montiel, who was the – he was the player who actually had the handball. Accidental, of course, but like – Even in that moment, I can't imagine what he's feeling. He stepped up and he drilled it. And that is going to be a memory in Argentina for a very long time. It had been quite a while since they won the World Cup. I don't think, I know some people were definitely thinking Messi was going to be able to pull it off, but what a tournament he had. Certainly uh won the golden ball was second in scoring um was so good at setting up his teammates throughout this tournament i don't know how many argentina goals argentina scored, scored that he wasn't involved in somehow um fully deserved he finally wins that trophy to his trophy case is something else. Or his, uh, I should say, I don't know his case, but his collection, certainly, is something else. He has won the Ballon d'Or seven times. It's distinctly possible he's going to win it again.
1: Does this solidify Messi being the greatest player of all time? That's something that was thrown around a lot.
0: No. No. I'm not saying he's not the greatest player of all time. I'm saying in football, that debate is folly for two reasons. One, it is fraught in a level of nationalism that you're just – tell a Brazilian that Messi is the greatest of all time.
1: Yeah, I don't think that conversation would go well.
0: No, Um that's uh, there. It's it is fraught in nationalism. It, there's a lot of glory that goes goes to scorers naturally, but oh my goodness! But but aside from all of that, he also has to contend with Diego Maradona in his own country, right? Um, who was a special, special player in his time, but we're talking about seven-time Ballon d'Or winner. Um, has a bunch of individual trophies. Was the best player in La Liga five times. Um, Argentine, Argentine Football Player of the Year. Let me count this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. He's gonna win it the sixteenth time this year for sure. Um, has won. Let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven league championships, ten in Spain and one in France this past year. He's won Champions League four times. Yeah. Copa America last year adds a World Cup this year. He's an Olympic gold medalist too, by the way.
1: The man is is – he's got accolades for days. Yes. Yes, he does. And apparently he's not done. He wants to no. come back as a champion.
0: Well, I mean, the thing about him, it's like he's 35, but he scored seven goals at this World Cup.
1: Yeah, and he hasn't slowed down. People were talking about – like these commentators are going on and on and on about how he hasn't shown up yet. He hasn't shown up yet. But he he did, he, he was not your traditional, you know – Cristiano Ronaldo-type scorer. Yes, he put up goals, but he also put up uh, plenty of great assists. He was elevating that team that, uh, like I said, with the exception of their goalkeeper, I I feel like we're not at the same level of him. And if if you're watching this tournament and watching how he's helping these guys play, they were elevated completely and utterly by this guy. He was the captain of captains of this tournament.
0: He is a truly special talent, one of the most gifted players to ever lace up the boots. And certainly um, he and Ronaldo had sort of a back and forth as to who the greatest player of this generation is. And I do think that in that argument, Lionel Messi has kind of established himself as the greatest player of his generation. But... the debate's always going to rage on. You're always going to get people who have lots of things to say. I have other players I would I would feel um remiss in not mentioning uh as, you know, greatest players of all time. I think, you know, it it's hard to even make a starting 11 of greatest players of all time, and rather, let alone, you know, putting together the single one. But I'll say this. I uh, even though he knocked knocked out the team i was rooting for um i'll give leo, leo messi deserves a ton of credit for everything that he's done for his country for football for i mean in terms of his own individual accolades he is an incredible talent and this was a uh, i mean this was an amazing performance, and there's no way to deny that it was an amazing performance. He, I mean, uh, by, by the way, uh, just so that you're aware, he is two goals away from having 500 in his club
1: career. My God.
0: Um, and then you tack on on top of that. For his national team, the goals that he scored in this tournament put him up to, I believe, I'm not even sure how many. Um, He's over 50. I think 54 is where he's sitting at now. He is, yeah, he is special. And the reality is that this was an amazing tournament. It was so impressive to see the French side. I mean, let's let's be clear. The silver ball went to Kylian Mbappe, who darn near had his second World Cup trophy. And by the way, he's twenty-four.
1: Yeah, this this kid is like you said. We're, when we're talking about Messi, he's something special. He is also something special.
0: And, and also, you know what's amazing about these two? Um, now that they're done, this. Do you know where they're headed?
1: Uh, not 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 sure.
0: Back to the same team. That's right. They, they're their teammates. Yes. Um, good luck with them the rest of the year. By the way. <laughs> but yeah, it's the thing about it is that this is this was an amazing match. Some people are calling it the greatest uh, World Cup final of all time. No. I'm not sure if that's true. Or the greatest World Cup match of all time. I'm not sure if that's true, but it's it's definitely one of the greatest. Like I do think it is one of the greatest matches. It's probably the greatest match I've ever seen, and it's it, there. You would have a hard time finding me a, a match that was better than that one. It's there's a lot of things that I could say about this World Cup. And a lot of them would be negative. But, and it's, I don't want to put all of that completely to the side. But for the players who were on that field for, throughout this tournament, I give them full credit for a tournament in unusual circumstances, uh, delivering on some really incredible football. And at very least from an on the pitch uh, perspective, I'm. Is impressive to see that Argentina pulled through. Um, France looked like a very very strong team throughout the tournament, and yeah, I'm excited. There's World Cup matches coming to Canada in four years.
1: You know, yeah, it's 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 an exciting time to be a uh, football fan. Uh, and certainly, like again, Kyle, I, I got a number one. As we're getting out of here, I want to say uh, thank you so much for for number one sitting down with me for these three episodes and, and start give, coming up with the idea to do a World Cup um, uh, a special uh, or series of special shows to uh, to talk about this and to highlight the the beautiful game in a way that it maybe wasn't getting the the, the best press for. We were able to get past some of that stuff while also acknowledging it. And again, you made me a soccer fan within a few months. It it, uh, it started with Ted Lasso, and it worked its way into the World Cup. And again, Kyle, thank you so much for for coming on and and uh, being the guiding light to to this tournament.
0: One hundred percent. I will be happy to do this again in four years, if possible. Um, if if you're still in Ontario, and I can somehow scrap the money together. Wouldn't mind taking a trip down to BMO field and seeing if we can catch a match.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's something we can look forward to. Uh, Kyle, unless you had anything else, uh, I think it's about time that I start uh, rifling off the shows and social medias and uh, let's get out of here. How about that?
0: By all means, go ahead.
1: All right, guys, it is the holiday season. So you are getting Jagger's Eve, December 23rd, where myself, DK, Kyle, and our, uh, I guess he's, uh, sitting in for, for RJ, uh, who is, unfortunately not able to join us this year. Uh, Mick Hawley, one of the, uh, one of the newer contributors to the channel. And we are going to sit down and talk a ton of stuff. Kyle, are you excited for this? You're, you're probably more excited because you don't have to drink Jaeger this year.
0: I, there is, um, uncharacteristically in Manitoba, a Jaeger shortage.
1: Yes, DK was city. able to land a bottle, but it is it is difficult to find.
0: And between that and the road conditions being such that driving is not particularly fun, the nearest three liquor marts to me did not have Jaeger when I checked. I figured that was a sign from the gods that they don't want me to drink Jaeger, and I'm not going to ignore that. Um, so I am uh, definitely looking forward to that. Um, Will... I will still contribute to the consumption of alcohol and, at the very least, uh, some of the, the conversation, to be sure, and it should be a good time.
1: Uh, on December 24th, the Rylands Morning Sports Report gives uh, a end-of-the-year edition uh, – a- Christmas uh, special if you will where myself and Kyle sat down with Nate Milton to talk the biggest stories of in the world of sport as w- as well as the biggest stories in pro wrestling and that was a great conversation Kyle uh, I'm very excited for that to drop
0: I'm always excited to talk to Nate he's he's great people and that was a wonderful conversation
1: Yes I I was educated as to who Prince really is Uh <laughs> On December 25th our non-denominational holiday event will drop where kyle and i ran down our top five favorite pro wrestling video games as well as the top 10 characters in those games to play as so that'll be a lot of fun and it would not be um it would not be uh the end of the year if we didn't sit down and hand out the wednesday night wallop awards for the best and worst of the year you can expect that in your podcast uh catcher app whatever um and on December twenty or just sorry, December thirty first, New Year's Eve. Kyle, it's gonna be fun to run down that stuff.
0: I am slowly starting to put my list together. <coughs> and boy, it's exciting. The one thing I haven't done yet, and I'm looking forward to doing this, I gotta go back and listen to last year's and put together the <coughs> how right we were about our predictions for last year. So I got right. I gotta sit and do that.
1: Um, with all that being said, once again, Kyle, thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you so much for introducing me truly to the beautiful game and to giving me an opportunity to get to know this sport a little bit more and have a lot of fun doing it along the way. With all that being said, though, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us at, at WNWallop on Twitter. Elon Musk might not be in charge for too much longer. Let's find out how that poll goes.
0: Fingers crossed.
1: <laughs> if you want to find us on Instagram, it's WNWallop. If you want to find us on Facebook, it is Wednesday Night Wallop. Look for myself, Ryland Turner, and Kyle Joseph's name. Follow us on all of our social media. That's where you can find most of our podcasts, our insights, our social media posts. I have done a lot. Uh, last night was a late night for me. Um, as well as, if you want to find me personally on Twitter, it's at R-Y-A-M Sport report. Kyle, send them home with your Twitter account.
0: Uh, at KJ is L-E-R-E-G-E-N-D-A-R-Y-K-J thank you so much for listening I'll send it back to Rylan to take you out
1: have a good afternoon, good evening, and good night happy holidays everybody see y'all you've
0: been listening to a Wallop Media podcast you can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media the hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK you can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop And Kyle on Twitter, at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spear, and you can find his work at Facebook.com slash SpearKingCO. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, MaisieMulderDesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice, or on our website, shows.acast.com slash WallopMedia.